I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Good morning and welcome to Catholic Education Plus. I'm Father Tom Burke, pastor at St. Mary Magdalene Parish, serving the communities of the East End, Homewood, Point Breeze, and Wilkinsburg sections of the city of Pittsburgh, and also the pastor at St. Benedict Moore Parish in the Hill District. We've got a timely topic for you this morning as we're into the high school basketball state playoffs And we want to find more about how the athletic programs fit into the mission of our Catholic schools. Director of Catholic Schools in the Diocese of Pittsburgh, Michelle Peduto, is back on the show with us this morning. And later on, on the second half, uh, we will have Mr. Bob Childs, who is the athletic director and the principal at Sarah Catholic High School in McKeesport, who will join us for the second segment. In her most important job as a Catholic mom, Michelle has spent her fair share time in the bleachers uh, over the years. And that combined with her role in our diocesan schools allows her to bring us a really unique perspective on this topic. Michelle, welcome back this morning to Catholic Education Plus. Oh, it's wonderful to be back. Always wonderful. And I love what they call uh, March Madness, uh, the March Madness of the basketball season. And we definitely are in March Madness. And as a priest, I always joke around. I say, this is my March Madness as a priest in in the Lenten uh, season. And people kind of chuckle at that. Uh, So uh, I think you and I, we're ready to talk sports uh, this morning. um, We are. Education Plus. So we're going to get right into the first uh, first quarter, so to speak here. Uh, Michelle, you described athletic programs in the Catholic schools as a ministry. Uh, can you tell us a little bit more about that role that athletics plays in Catholic education? Oh, absolutely. Um, any of our extracurriculars, but today we're just talking about sports. So we'll save drama and theater and all those things for another, another time. But today, the sports piece, you know, we're about the whole child the spiritual, intellectual, and the physical well-being of the whole child. And this is an extension of that. This is where we take our faith into the field, so to speak, and we actually, we we put it into practice in, in our, uh, in our, in our sports venues. And we, we, as you said, we are into the playoff times and a number of our Catholic high schools are, uh, some of them have been knocked out where they finished their seasons, but they all did just so well. Um, And now we're still having playoffs for our younger kids, our younger students at the elementary level. But it is absolutely an opportunity to live out the faith in a real world way, in a very emotional uh, scenario. So, So we absolutely see it as a ministry. 
Now, although many Catholic uh, school athletic programs at all levels, uh, they're top ranked, uh, the spiritual and academic formation obviously all comes first. How do our schools uh, help our students and their families maintain that priority? Because you, you need to keep, keep the healthy balance, obviously, the academics, the spiritual formation, but also you have to be flexible, obviously, with, with playtime, too, so to speak. Oh, you, you do. You do. And, and it's, uh, quite frankly, it is a worry because we've, um, we, have a, we have a view that our younger children, we put a little more stress on our younger children than we ever have before. And I'm t- when I say we, I'm talking globally here, that, that we are starting to cultivate athlete, athletes at a younger and younger age and not athletics from the standpoint of let's have fun, let's get some exercise, but, but in a very competitive way. And that's emerged in year-round programs dedicated to one particular sport which I think if you looked at pediatricians, they'd say that's perhaps not a healthy way to go because of the muscle development and the developmental physical development of children, focusing on one set of muscles, for example, over everything else, not giving them a variety of activities that strengthen the entire body. So we are focusing at a younger and younger age, looking at creating collegiate athletes, and in some cases, looking at creating professional athletes. And we really encourage folks to put it all in perspective and keep that balance of multiple activities, right? Multiple sporting events and a proper amount of time dedicated toward athletics, which is why we do at the elementary level, we do have some limits on how many times you can practice and how many hours a week. And so that we keep that balance of of a childhood for our kids. Very, very important. Yeah, that definitely makes sense. Um, Now, throughout the COVID-19 pandemic, we've heard so much about the importance of socialization for our students from a developmental uh, standpoint. Playing on a team uh, sport certainly obviously helps with that, the interaction, being around people, communication, discipline. What other benefits do you see from sports programs for our schools as a whole for the wholeness of of the child? I think it is one of the prime places where children learn self-control and self-discipline. And if if done well, and we have so many good coaches that do it well, um, what you're teaching them is respect for their teammates, respect for the other team. We're teaching them the dignity of each human being on that court. And sometimes the other folks that are officiating at the games and and respect for those people, understanding that while this is a competitive event, it does not have to be um, demeaning to anyone. So we should be very careful about that, teaching them that even in those highly emotional times where the competition is at its highest level, it's important to still be able to control what you want to say um, and only say what you should say as a Christian. (laughs) Don't check your Christianity at the door of the gym. You need it more there than you need it anyplace else. Um, Remember that you you must always be acting in a Christ-like manner. So I think those lessons and just the... um, just the discipline itself of 
listening to your coach and doing what you're told in, in the heat of, of it, a competitive situation is, is so beneficial to children. And they do learn so much from their coaches. Yeah, absolutely. Now, even though uh, sports programs in the Catholic schools are wrapped in a culture of Catholic values, uh, there can still be some issues. Obviously, uh, we're human, and sometimes we see the human in us come out as part of competition. People can lose their coal, you know, get feisty, so to speak, say some things that might not be Christian. Uh, what do our Catholic schools have in place to make sure that our programs reflect and represent our Catholic values? Because obviously that's, that's so important. It is so, and it is, it is so easy. And now I'll speak as the mom of um, three um, high school athletes, three college athletes. Uh, it is so, you have to be uh, very vigilant. And I haven't always been very vigilant. So in my actions, you, you, it is easy to get carried away. It really is. But I think one of the things we do in all of our games is we start out with prayer. And I know that we have coaches that pray the rosary with their students before games. I know we have high school coaches that do that. I've heard of this. Um, I think we, we, in a very real way, bring the faith onto the field or onto the court or into the swimming pool um, by doing those things and emphasizing those things. But we also want to grow and do more development of our coaches and our parents in extra activities over the summer where, where we meet with them and we talk about sports as ministry and how important it is in our Catholic schools to always remember the mission of the schools and bring that into everything we do. So we are working on some of those things to provide even more enhancements to working with parents in that regard and, uh, you know, coaches as well, everyone. Mm -hmm. Now we just have one more question uh, before we take a break and go into the second half. Uh, the coaches obviously play a significant role in all of this. How do you work with them to create teams that are extensions of our faith? Again, we have, uh, we've always had a program in place where we bring the coaches on board and, and walk through some of the practices that we like to see. And I'm a, I would love the opportunity to sit down with every coach face to face and just tell them what their role means to our students. A coach is a teacher extraordinaire. They're not teaching content, but they are teaching values. They are teaching just practical things that children will use throughout their lives. And the children have such uh, respect and admiration for coaches. It is truly a ministry position, and we want the coaches to see themselves. Most of our coaches at the elementary level are volunteer, our athletic directors as well at the elementary level. We really do want to emphasize how valuable they are to our church. They are extremely valuable to our church, and they are so respected by the children and uh, families alike, I think. Yeah, and I think uh, coaches can be uh, their extension of the teachers and the principal. Uh, they, in a lot of them, uh, depending on the child's home life, they can be kind of, kind of like a parental role also too. So obviously there's a lot of moving parts, moving factors in that, that the coach, it's not just a coach on the court or on the field, you know, they, they're, they're a mentor and they definitely have a positive uh, role 
to take place, especially uh, in, a, in a child, whether if it's elementary or high school level. I think that's so important. And uh, I'm 6'3", a tall guy. And a lot of people say, Father Tom, did you ever play basketball? And I said, well, I double dribbled a lot when I was in, in school. And so I, I kind of retired. But I can remember my, my memorable days at St. Norbert's and Overbrook, uh, being on that basketball court, a lot of great memories. Well, we're in the, uh, halftime right now. We're going to take a little intermission and we're going to come back uh, for the second half with Bob Childs and also Mr. Paul Peduto. You're listening to Catholic Education Plus with Father Tom Burke here on KDK Radio. We'll be back in a moment. Welcome back to Catholic Education Plus. I'm Father Tom Burke, pastor at St. Benedict the Moore Parish in the Hill District and also the pastor at St. Mary Magdalene Parish in the East End. We are learning more about the athletic programs, how it fits into our faith-filled mission of our Catholic schools. We've been talking with our director of Catholic schools, uh, Michelle Peduto, and she's with us, still with us. And now the second half, we're bringing uh, Mr. Bob Childs. Bob is the principal at Sarah Catholic High School in McKeesport. He also serves as the new athletic director there also. Bob, welcome to Catholic Education Plus. Hello, Father. Thank you for having me. Now, Bob, from your perspective, what is it that makes Catholic school athletic programs so different? I think what makes our athletic programs at the high school level different uh, would be what makes our Catholic high schools different. Uh, and that would be, you know, we can, have, we can start everything from, from the faith. We, uh, you know, it's, we are there for the, for the children. We're there for the students. We're there to make them better Catholics and, you know, better human beings, um, you know, going into the future. And I think you have a unique uh, opportunity when it comes to, to high school athletics to do that, to reach a kid when they're sometimes at their most vulnerable state, uh, when, you know, after they had a loss or, uh, you know, when, when a practice hasn't gone as well, uh, to teach them the faith and to, to show them what it means to be a responsible adult. Uh, you know, at all of our all of our games, all of our practices begin with prayer, as 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 our school day does. Uh, you know, and I think I think that right away shows you that you know we're here first for Christ. We're here first uh, to teach the faith, and I, I think uh, you know it, it was neat. We had a couple uh, Whitfields uh, playoff games here at, at Sarah. Uh, we had a boys game and we had two girls games, and then we had a, actually our, we hosted our first state playoff game. Uh, last night, a girls basketball game, and all of our opponents were, were public schools. And uh, I think it was a little unique for some of them to hear that we started before we did the anthem, before we did anything else. We started with our prayer, you know, and it was just a, a welcoming of of the other team, you know, praying that everyone had a great game, and you know, no one got hurt. And it was, you know, it's it's I think it's a good way to start off to bring everybody together because once that whistle goes. They're going to go apart, but it, but it's a nice way to begin the begin the night and show everyone that we're here first uh, for Christ. Absolutely, yeah, definitely. Now, Michelle and I were talking in the first segment about coaches, uh, Bob. How do you see that our coaches are fostering that the idea that athletics is another vehicle uh, to help students in their spiritual growth? Can we get your perspective on that? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think I think what we've always thought. I you know, I first started teaching in, in elementary, and you know, we were taught as even though I taught social studies and English, you know, we were we were told first that we were we were there to be uh, good models of the faith, and I think that's what we we try to uh, to have our coaches do as well. 
even our coaches that are not, uh, you know, uh, uh, Catholic, you know, are still here to to exhibit to the students and to the to their players that they are, uh, you know, this is this is a good model for life. You know, this is how you treat other people. This is how you, uh, you know, when things go wrong, we're going to have adversity through life. Uh, learn it on the field. So, you know, see adversity on the field or on the basketball court. So when, when, you, when it approaches you in life, here's how you do it. You don't pop off and start yelling and screaming when something doesn't go your way. Here's how you, you know, here's how you focus. You bear down. Here's how you do that. And I think our coaches, uh, you know, if they're doing it correctly, uh, you know, are focused first on the students, on the kids. And how they can, you know, how they can reach them, because the main goal. I mean, we're all in this. I, I coached softball for many years. Uh, we're we're all in this a little bit to, to win. You know, that's you know, we, we're all chasing a little bit of that past glory. Maybe we didn't get in high school, but the main, I think, the main thing, the main focus is what our uh, our athletic director for uh, for thirty eight years, Mister Bill Cleary, always said. It's about the kids. You have to be about the kids first, and. Uh, you know, and, and trying to model to them the faith um, and how to be responsible adults. You know, that's what they should tr- truly should be taking out of athletics at the high school level. Yeah, absolutely. Now, Bob, what are some of the general practices that you see your teams uh, following before, during, and after the competition that demonstrates their strong connection to our Catholic faith? What do you see on the court or on the field? Well, like I mentioned first, I mean, you see it, you see, uh, you know, we start with prayer with everything, you know, uh, you know, from, uh, from our softball games to, you know, the basket, you know, basketball, football, you hear that prayer, uh, you know, when you get to the games that are farther away from the court and from the field, like softball and baseball, you know, they pray before the game, uh, you know, and, and you see it sometimes too. I, I think you, you see it when injuries happen sometimes. You see an injury, uh, they don't happen as often, but when you see it happen, you see all those kids take a knee um, and you can tell they're really focused on that. That player, even if it's one of the opponents, you know, they're focused on their well-being, um, they're holding hands, they're praying, they're, you know, they're blessing themselves. And you, and you see it then, you know, they, that all that competition kind of melts away for a second. And they're really focused on, you know, that other person, it's another human being. It's, you know, someone um, that may be a friend of yours or, you know, just because they're an opponent on the other team doesn't mean they're your enemy. You really see it, I think, you know, in those moments, you know, on the field and on the court. And I noticed that as a pastor, uh, all of my parish assignments in the current assignment that I have um, with the three schools that I have currently in our gym, there's a prayer that's up on the wall, whether if it's painted on the wall or um, a banner and it's right above the um, between the both teams. And I just that really that's the center that in, in, in before. We start the games. They start with prayer. They bring you know, both both teams are on the on the court, and they look at that prayer and they they recite that. I, that's so powerful when I see that and the parents uh, part of that. That's that's the important thing. Hey, we start. We see it too. It's kind of funny. Our setup up here at Sarah's, our uh, our court is also our auditorium as well. We have our stage. So we have mass in there in our all school mass. So when they walk in there, you know that's you know the the San Domingo Cross is right in front of them. You know, they, they know that our Franciscan values and what this school is all about. And, you know, I think, I think it's not just a, a court for them. You know, it's also, you know, it's also where they, where they receive communion. So. Now, what about the, the parents and friends of our athletes? What's expected of the fans who come to cheer, cheer them on? 
uh, we ask, you know, right away, you know, usually, uh, you know, there's to be no booing. There's to be no individual call outs of any, of any other players. Uh, you know, you're going to cheer for your team, of course, but, uh, you know, our student bodies are usually fine you know, for the most part. Even we we had a pretty, uh, a pretty good showing at one of our girls' games last week. Uh, Burgettstown brought a fan bus, and they brought a ton of kids from Burgettstown. They were excited. That it was the first time they had been in the playoffs in a while. And uh, our uh, our student bodies were going back and forth in a very, uh, very good way, you know, uh, you know, chanting back and forth to each other. Um, when it comes to parents, it's just, you know, they have to realize that it's just this is about the kids first. It's, you have to. You have to be respectful. You're not going to yell at the refs. You're not going to yell at the other coaches about playing time. You know, this is not, uh, it's not the time or the place for it. And, you know, unfortunately, sometimes, you know, people have to be reminded of that. You know, you're here for your, you're here to support your, your child. You're not here for you or, you know, for, uh, you know, in supporting your child is being respectful of everyone else that's around you. And I'm at the, instead of the two-minute warning, I'm at the one-minute warning. Uh, Michelle, I want to bring you in, and Bob, you can chime in for the last minute. Uh, just your final thoughts uh, about being around the student-athletes in the games in the classroom. What have uh, you observed uh, in, of the participating athletes and support the students in our community? Michelle, you want to go first? Sure. I think, number one, our students are all in when they play. They love playing the games, and I think that's why we, we love seeing that level of enjoyment. They, they do a great job. We, as Bob said, sometimes things happen and we have to address them. Yep. But I would say for the most part, um, our kids enjoy it and they get so much from it. So I'll turn Bob, it over to Bob. Bob, your final thought, 20 seconds. Yeah, I, I, as a kid who played baseball and, you know, with ice, in high school, and, you know, it's just, it's, it's, a, uh, it's so important for some of these kids to, it's, it's the thing that brings them to school every day. It's the thing that, uh, you know, they may not see the value in, in math and English and every, all the subjects they're taking right now, but it's the vehicle that gets them through the day, you know, getting to that practice. Um, and for that, it's, you know, uh, it's so important. Uh, we have over 50% of our students involved in some athletics here at Sarah. Um, it is just, uh, you know, it's, it's a vehicle to get them here, exposed to the faith, exposed to all the subjects okay. Michelle Padilla, Director of Catholic Schools. Mr. Bob Childs, the principal at Sarah Catholic High School in McKeesport. Thanks for being with us today. Thank you. We'll be Bye. back in a moment here on KDK Radio. This week in our plus segment, we are featuring the second Sunday of Lent. And every second Sunday of Lent, we read from the Transfiguration. And this year, we read from the Gospel of St. Luke. The Transfiguration story aims to uncover the true identity of Jesus And Gospel of Luke is often referred to as the Gospel of Prayer because almost every important important aspect of Jesus' ministry is preceded by prayer. And in Luke's Gospel, enduring prayer, Jesus faces a lot of challenges. And in this week, the transformation of Jesus physically on Mount Tabor in front of Peter, James, and John, he is transfigured. Lent, of course, purifies uh, the lives and allows us to listen to Jesus in preparation to be transformed by the power of God's love in the Easter season. This Lenten season also gives us a chance to awake from our spiritual slumber and experience God's presence in our lives. So let's try to look at what we can be transformed and what changes that we can make during this Lenten season. We'll be back in two weeks. Thank you for listening to Catholic Education Plus with Father Tom Burke.
here on KDK Radio. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.